So, uh, for those of you who may not know me, uh, my name is Lisa Kim, and I serve as the missions director here at New Philadelphia Church. And I actually just got back yesterday morning from a week-long trip to the nation of the Philippines to help out at a youth conference and also some flood relief work. And I'm going to be spending some time sharing with you what God is doing in the nations. Okay, so if you're ready to hear some praise reports from the nation of the Philippines, I want you guys to say amen, okay? But if I don't feel that conviction in your hearts, I'm just not going to share because I don't need to share, okay? So, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. So if you guys want to hear some praise reports of what God is doing in the Philippines, I want you to shout out amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Okay, perfect. So um, myself, the missions director of New Philly, and our brother Ted Grillo. Where's Ted Grillo? He's in the media booth. And our intern pastor... um, Pastor Joel Kim at the Hillside Campus, we joined uh, Reverend Huang and Huang Samonim. So Reverend Huang and Huang Samonim, they're the ones who lead up Chaesongdo Church. And as you know, New Philly is the English ministry of Chaesongdo Church. So it was a wonderful time. We went to the Philippines with uh, two objectives in mind. So the first part of the week was a youth convention, a youth like retreat that was being held in the city of Manila. And for the latter part of the week, we were going to do a lot of flood relief. Because for those of you who have been following the headlines, um, the area around Manila and Pampanga, they were hit with a lot of devastating floods and typhoons in the past several months. So we were bringing some like relief aid, medicine, encouraging a lot of the pastors that we partner with there. And um, yeah, even Even this morning, I knew that I was going to share, and I prayed to the Lord to really anoint my lips because there's so much that is happening in the Philippines. And I don't want to just ramble and ramble and tear up and cry, but I want to share in a strategic way that will really bless you because, man, like I go out to the nations quite often. Like God has really blessed me in that way, but this trip was so different. Like what God is doing in the Philippines is insane. It's so, it's, it really boggles my mind. So I'll just start with um, some quick praise reports from the youth convention. So the thing is, our uh, KM, the Korean ministry, Chaesong the Church, they're a very powerful missions church. And they have really great missions relationships all across the nations. And our number one partner is the Philippines. So we've been partnering with native Filipino pastors and missionaries for the past 20 years, sowing into their ministries, providing prayer covering. Like even when these pastors were young seminary students, we are providing scholarships. So it's a relationship that runs really deep. Okay, so we arrive in Manila. We go straight to the youth convention. And the really cool thing about this convention was that it was a gathering of Filipino youth, but a lot of these youth were actually the children of our partner pastors. And it was so amazing because I don't know about you, but when you interact with a child or a teenager who's been raised in a revival culture, you can just tell. You can just tell. And I remember there were moments where, like, the entire praise team was just all Filipino youth, okay? And they'll be leading, they'll be leading praise, like, ushering in the presence of God. But you know sometimes when you're praising and you hit that block, like, you know God wants to take you higher, but something's preventing you. So at that moment, another leader will come up, another youth leader will come up and read from the scripture and exhort the congregation to stir themselves. They're, they're like 16, 17, Right? So they're like getting, getting the congregation stirred up and he leaves the stage and the praise leader is just like going at it. And it was insane. Like what we do as leaders of New Philly, 
as people who are in our 20s, 30s, whatever, like these youth have been, they've been in that culture for so long. So it's just so organic to them, you know? I was so challenged. And I think for me personally, it got me really excited. Because I don't know about you, but I was raised very much as a cultural Christian. I went to church out of habit. I didn't really encounter the Lord until I came to Korea. But I said, man, like when you, when the Lord encounters someone in their youth in such an intense way, when they taste and see that he is so good, that praise just comes up out of them. It's so tangible and it's so organic. And man, that just became, like that became the cry of my heart for the youth in Korea in particular. Right, because I know that New Philly as, as a church, as a body, we pray for the youth so often. We and then we we know that the Lord has called this house to steward the youth ministry of New Philadelphia Church. And I want I wanted to share that brief testimony with you guys to know that when you're sowing into the youth of Korea, it's not something vague. It's not oh the youth of Korea like a phrase, like a term that you sow into, but it's actual lives, yeah. right? It's actual like individuals, sons and daughters of God who encounter him, who get overfilled with his presence. And what we do every week on like every week leading worship and like leading people in prayer, that's just going to be their floor. You know, God wants to launch them so much higher. So yeah, that's just one just super quick praise report from the youth retreat, right? Those Filipino youth, the, the children of our missionaries, they were just on fire. And not only that, sort of stemming off of that, you know, I could just go forever, but let me just, yeah. So, stemming off of that, so I know for me, I visited uh, many ministries across the nations. God has really blessed me in that way. And it's cool, because when you visit a church, and you, and you, like, you feel the presence of God, and you see the ministries and the attendance, you get a sense of how fruitful a ministry is. You get a sense. But when you interact with the pastor's children and his family, and everyone's on fire, that's the, that's the real fruit. You know, that's the real fruit. And the, that, and the Lord also used that uh, to really stir up a fresh conviction in my heart. And I want to really extend that conviction to everyone in here because we know that uh, so many of us were so hungry for the greater things of God. We want to see like signs and wonders and we cry out for a revival. And that's so amazing. And God honors that and he's so blessed by that. But we have to remember that in the midst of that, not to forget our Jerusalem. Right? Don't forget the people that you live with. Don't forget your parents, your siblings, your family, you know, just as you sow into these ministries, sow into your family as well. Let your family be a testimony of what God is doing in your lives. Amen. Yeah. So that was just one, uh, just one thing that really just like stirred in my heart. And, uh, part two, I'll share three testimonies total from the youth convention, not to drag it on for too long, but the second praise report is, um, the first night of the youth convention, Samonim, uh, um, the, the wife of the head pastor of Chaesongdo Church, she's sort of the international overseer of our missions organization. And you know, check this out. So first night, she gives a fiery message. She's a native Korean, so a lot of the message, and I don't know to what extent the youth received the, the entirety of the message, but the presence of God was so thick in that place. And after she preached, she had um, a time of ministry. And what she did was she was challenging these Filipino youth, many of them children of pastors, many of them children of missionaries, and she was challenging them to commit six months to a year to the missions field. 
And these youth, they're like 16, 17. But the really awesome thing about this was that it wasn't just a general commitment. Oh, yeah, like serve the Lord in the nations. Like that's so vague. Of course, anyone can sign up for that. But we were being sent out through a missions organization, right? So when these youth decide to commit six months of their lives, one year of their life to the missions field, we have a mission center in Cambodia where they can sleep. We have orphans that they can teach English to, right? We have partners in India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam. It's something so tangible. You know, so it was such an exciting moment for me personally because I know that as New Philly, we're used to sending out teams, right? Yeah, English ministries, we send out teams. Our churches in America, we send out mission teams. Like, missions is very common in a lot of churches. But think about it. Take it to the next level, right? The same countries where we send mission teams, like, our desire, our goal is that for those congregations themselves to send out missionaries. Amen? Our goal should be not just for the empowerment of our youth, but for the empowerment of the youth in those missions fields. Amen? Because think about it. Like, for me, I've been on so many missions trips, and each trip has transformed me. And it's such an honor. It's such an honor to preach the gospel. It's such an honor to testify of the Lord's goodness. But this is not something that should be limited to the Western church. Right? It shouldn't be limited to the Korean church, the American church, Canadian church, whatever. Jesus' command to all believers— all of us is to go and make disciples of all nations. Amen. So man, it was so amazing. And all these youth, they're like 16, 17, filled with the fire of the Lord. And they were just responding to that, to, to that, to that challenge and receiving prayer and breaking down. And man, I was just getting messed up just observing it. You know, it was, I said, I said, Lord, you are doing something so special in the Philippines. It was amazing. And I know that, um, And I guess the third part of my, I mean, there's so many things to praise God about. I especially want to give a shout out to our brother Ted and also Pastor Joel at Hillside because all of us, we got the opportunity to preach and to testify and to minister. And Ted Grillo, he straight up, he brought K1 to the Philippines. Okay, so K1 is our house of prayer. And we do a lot of harp and bowl, uh, worship and intercession. And we, we just, uh, our desire is to cry out, cry out night and day for the revival of this nation and the nation of Israel and the all the nations of the world. And Ted, he just went up filled with the fire and the boldness of the Lord. And he was exhorting these 16-year-old, 17-year-olds to pray in the spirit of what, of how we, you know, lift up intercession at Kenwan. It was amazing. And not only that, like Pastor Joel, he preached an amazing message. Amazing, amazing message about the importance of our devotional lives with the Lord. Right? Like, I don't know if you, you realize this, but I heard recently that these days in seminaries, like seminaries are having to teach uh, these, uh, I guess, the seminary students or future pastors how to have QT. Isn't that insane? Like in the midst of doing all these exploits for the kingdom, in the midst of preaching the gospel in the nations, in the midst of establishing all these grand like, churches, So many ministers, so many pastors and missionaries, they neglect to have their daily one-on-one time with the Lord. You know, so in that way, like Pastor Joe's message was amazing and it really sealed in a lot of what the Lord was doing, you know. But yes, but the third uh, praise report I want to share from this youth convention is um, everything was sort of building up to that climax. You know, with that retreat, it's always that like last night, everything builds up to that last night. So for this youth convention, it was like the last afternoon or whatever. But uh, one of our partner pastors, Pastor uh, Jaime Ibai, was 
scheduled to be the very last speaker, and he was preaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right? Yo, check it out. So, so the so the Lord was basically spending these few days marking the youth for their calling to the nations and just filling them, like teaching them how to pray, you know, like bringing them into greater levels of inner healing and establishing them in a life of devotion and it all built up for them to understand the importance of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And it was so amazing because for me in my previous experiences, I've been able to minister in in a lot of different countries, but it's always been like, I'll be a part of Pastor Christian's ministry team. Or I'll be a part of Pastor Marcus's ministry team. Like a new Philadelphia pastor will be preaching the message. And then this will be the pastor that sort of empowers us to go and pray for the congregation. But this was the first time actually that I was ministering under the covering of a native pastor. Right? So, and it was, it was insane. Like I've never, like, man, like words can't even express. The presence of the Lord was so thick in that place. And check this out. Do you know what the pastor did? So he's, before he even went into his message, he had all the youth stand up and like spread out all across the room, right? Because they were all sort of like clumped together in their cliques with, with their friends. He had them all stand up and just spread out all across the room. And then he proceeds with this message. His message is a powerful message talking about how we need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit to do anything for the kingdom. And then he goes into the altar ministry time. But what he did was he had all the youth stand up exactly where they were. Because I think Holy Spirit already told uh, Pastor Ebi that all the youth were going to get laid out. Right? Is that insane? So there was, there was no altar call. Like the whole room became an altar. Okay? And it was amazing because I think at that point, like a, a brother Ted was already going off to the airport because he had to make it to work. But like Pastor Ebi, he called up myself and Pastor Joel. And I was like, yeah, like I want to get prayer. You know, like this anointed man of God. And he said, okay, come, come. I'm going to pray for you. So I was in a posture of receiving and he was praying for me. And he said, Lord, like empower them with the Holy Spirit. I said, yes, God. Yes, God. Like use them to do great things. I said, yes, God. And like use their hands to release your blessing upon the youth. And at that point, I said, oh, snap, he's calling me to pray for the youth, right? So I received that prayer, and I go out, and I kid you not, like, as soon as, like, I've never been a part of a ministry time that was so anointed. Like, Pastor Eva, he would just pray for the youth one after another, and one after another, they will just be hit by the power of God, and they just break down in tears and just cry. And, like, you know, sometimes you feel the presence of the Lord so heavy that you can't even stay standing, right? So one after another, the youth were just going down, and I was praying for various youth as well as the Holy Spirit was highlighting for me. And I kid you not, there were certain youth that I was praying for where I couldn't even pray. Like, I would just lay hands and I would start weeping. I would just start weeping, and my weeping was my intercession for them. And they would start weeping, and it was, it was so incredibly powerful. It was so powerful, and I said, man, like, God, like, what you're doing in the nations is so beyond our comprehension. It's so beyond our comprehension because we almost get into the habit of sowing in prayers for Israel, right? We pray for Philippines. We pray for the nations, like missions, right? Not knowing that each time we sow in these prayers, it manifests in such a powerful way. You know, God encounters his children in such an intimate way, one-on-one, amen? So, oh my goodness gracious. So that's just like... That's just the tip of the iceberg, okay? But, yeah, the youth convention was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your intercession. And I encourage you, especially those of you who have a heart for missions, for those of you who have a heart for the nations, like, don't don't see. It's like, 
Be ceaseless in your intercession. Be ceaseless in your intercession because even like the small offerings that you may make or the small like prayers that you may lift up, it manifests so tangibly, you know? And oftentimes like we don't even hear like half of the testimonies what God is doing. But yeah, so I just really want to encourage you in that area. And um, yeah, God is doing something really so beautiful in the nation of the Philippines. Like so, so beautiful. And yeah, what I want us to do right now is I want us to really take the testimony that I've shared with you. And, you know, as it says in Revelations, let the testimony of Jesus be the spirit of prophecy. Okay, so all these testimonies I shared, I want us to pray uh, specifically that the ways in which the Filipino youth just blew me away. I want us to prophesy that over the youth of Korea. Prophesy this over the youth of Korea and know that when you're praying this out, like, you're not praying just general, vague words, but you're, you're speaking destinies into existence. And I want us to prophesy that just as I saw youth leading worship time, like, commanding, the, like, 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 exhorting the congregation, leading people in intercession, I want us to decree and declare that those youth are going to come out of this house. Because we know that the Lord has entrusted New Philadelphia, Itaewon, specifically with the youth ministry. Amen? So I want us to pray right now. Uh, yeah, if you could come up, we'll do, the, we'll do the whole keyboard thing, right? I want us to pray right now. Yeah, I'm stir the presence, Lord. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's just pray right now that truly the testimonies that I shared about the youth, that that will just be the floor for what God wants to do in the nation of Korea. Prophesy destiny over the youth of Korea. Prophesy destiny. And don't just let your prayers be vague. Pray out specific things. What do you want them to what do you want to see the youth of Korea do? Right? You want we want them to be raised up in healing and deliverance. You want them to be able to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Like don't be limited in your prayers. Pray out specific prayers. So let's lift up intercession right now for the youth of Korea and that'll lead us on to subsequent topics. Okay, let's pray right now.